0: hey everyone thanks for tuning in i'm michael manfredi
1: and i'm patrick bosk and
0: we're here for episode one season one of our new podcast working title
1: tattoo talk or you know potentially uh patty and mike on the mic patty and mike on the mic hey, hey. but uh let us know your thoughts uh if you guys have better ideas feel free to include them in the comments <laughs> you know we'll definitely be going through the comments trying to Trying to, trying to find a good sticking title for this uh, for this podcast, but, uh, you know, this is what it is in the meantime, I suppose.
0: Man, thank you for being here from the beginning. If you're watching, it uh, means a lot to us already.
1: Definitely. So, uh, a few things that we want to discuss. Um, well, first,
0: let's uh, shout out to Low Life Speedworks.
1: Yeah, and uh, Florida as fuck.
0: Rocking the shirts today. Um, good friends of ours, uh, Custom Motorcycle shop. And Florida's Fuck is just a clothing brand, but uh, both really solid dudes, and, and they're out here in Orlando doing some really cool stuff, so we're happy to be wrapping to be them
1: today. Yep. Also, really cool people. If you, uh, you ever get a chance, you know, check out their Instagram pages. Uh, they're definitely uh, some cool people to follow as well.
0: Low Life Speedworks Florida's Fuck.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Today, we're talking about um, how and why we got started in tattooing. Uh, I've been tattooing for seven years now. Patrick is my apprentice. Um, how long have you been apprenticing so far, Patrick?
1: I'm probably right at about maybe the I want I want to say five month mark. So five months into your
0: apprenticeship, so just about halfway through. Um,
1: Definitely, and I think that gives us a pretty good perspective, just because I'm someone who you know fairly recently was interested in getting into tattooing, and I'm you know obviously learning from a guy who's been around the block for about seven years, and you know I'm sure within the tattoo community that's you know pretty, probably a really good good amount of time to be able to get uh, I'm sure a good sense of everything
0: that... it, it's a decent amount of time um, I was actually just talking about it earlier today with my client that I I consider the 10 year mark to be um, kind of the the milestone for for being well well versed in mm-hmm. this industry uh, and I think a lot of other artists would probably consider that as well yeah I can see that but 7 years I've I've learned a lot I've been able to Tattoo around the country, different states, different studios. Work with very talented artists, uh, tattoo artists, and traditional artists, uh, fine artists, photographers, and I've learned a lot of a lot of skills. and I, And I try to take every little thing that I learn and uh, just apply it somehow to my overall art. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah,
1: makes perfect sense.
0: But uh, yeah, today today we're going to talk a little bit about how and why we got started in tattooing. Mm-hmm. So. I was actually in college. I was going to Norwalk Community College in Norwalk, Connecticut. And I was in the Associates, uh, associates Program for Graphic Design. How old were you? I w- when I started college, I was 19. I took a year between high school and college. I was 19 when I started college. Okay. So I was in the Associates Program for Graphic Design, which incorporated a lot of uh, traditional classes as well. Mm. I took drawing one and two, figure drawing Painting, color theory, sculpture, um, history, art history, history of graphic design. Uh, I took some media classes as well, as far as like um, multimedia and and just media in general, um, video and 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 whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, my experience in, in graphic design. I've always I've always been interested in art and graphic design. Was kind of where where I wanted to go freshly out of high school, and. While I was in college, I met a kid, and he wasn't an artist. He wasn't in any of the art programs. I met him uh, kind of, you know, through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, we were, we were talking one day. He's like, oh, you're an artist. That's cool. I have a tattoo kit at home that I bought for my ex-girlfriend. She left it at my house when, when we broke up. I'm not an artist. I've just got this thing sitting here. If you ever want to come out and uh, tattoo yourself or mess around with it, man, feel free. And so I took him up on that offer. I went to his house one day and rolled up my pant leg and put a stencil on on my thigh, and I pretty much almost instantly fell in love with tattooing right then. Just the idea of, I already had a fascination with tattoos. I I already had four or five at the time that I got at a a studio that was called The Raven's Nest in Norwalk, Connecticut. Um, That studio is no longer open. Um, but I had already had a, a few tattoos. I was already fascinated with them. And from the moment I did that first tattoo, I just loved the idea of being able to create this artwork permanently on my body uh, anytime I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that was really kind of the, the spark that, that set, set off my tattooing career. I spent the next couple of months regrettably and, you know, disgracefully, tattooing out of the house. A lot of tattoo artists start this way, scratching on myself, on my close friends and family. Um, And every time I would do a new piece on myself or take some pictures of some pieces that I did, I would go down to the Raven's Nest and show the artists there, like, oh, look what I did, look what I did. And they were like, man, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like you're gonna, you're messing, you're messing people's skin up. This is permanent. It's you know to be taken seriously, and I think at that moment I realized that I should take it a little more seriously. I said, well, you know, I understand that it is serious and it is permanent, and it's something that I I would really love to do, and I know that I'm, you know, you guys have only known me for a little while, um, but you know, we we get along great. I love you guys, and you know, this is, this is what I, this is what I want to do. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm going to continue to do it. And I'm, I'm going to try to push myself and learn. And it would be great if I could learn from you. Mm-hmm. And I guess they saw promise in what I was doing with no training, no prior training and, um, and saw promise in my artwork and, you know, maybe thought that I, I would be an asset to the industry and decided to take me on and, and, uh, Kind of show me the ropes. I had a very uh, traditional tattooer that was a mentor for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had been tattooing for about 15, 17 years at the time when he took me on. And, you know, all coil machines, this was before rotaries were even um, starting to become extremely popular the way they are now. So I learned on coil machines, learned on steel tubes, and, you know, I did a lot of the grunt work around the shop. You know, typical apprenticeship uh, these guys were a little bit more laid back and relaxed on me, and I definitely appreciated that. Uh, we had built a rapport before I started, um, before I started my apprenticeship, and they had kind of carried that carried that into the apprenticeship and, and kind of more treated me like the person I was before I started apprenticing, instead of like really bullying me, mm-hmm. which was nice. So that's that's just a little bit of background about how I got mm-hmm. into tattooing. Mm-hmm. Um, really we'll touch on why really sure.
1: quickly too just because you brought up a really good point and I, I mentioned this because uh, I mean I've talked to a lot of artists in the past years recently and it seems like something that you had you'd brought up is something that I hear almost across the board as well as when I I've done a lot of research online is that a lot of people do start on themselves they'll pick up these, these kits they'll you know, start tattooing it themselves or their friends sheets of rubber what are your thoughts in regards to anyone who was, who, would, who might find themselves in your same position where they want to get interested in it but uh they me me you know uh, what do you advise someone in your exact same position should do prior to like tattooing <laughs> so, themselves and their friends and
0: you know looking looking back i wouldn't ha- i probably wouldn't have gotten my start in tattooing if i hadn't done it the way i did mm-hmm. so i can't i can't rightfully say that you oh you shouldn't be tattooing yourself with no experience i mean because i i fucking did it mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh That would be the pot call call on the kettle black. Yeah. And, um, but I I really would like to stress that I, I felt like the first year or two years worth of tattoos that I put out were not quality tattoos. Mm -hmm. And it's because I didn't take the time uh, to, to really learn and build up the skill and study before actually getting into it, before just jumping into it. And um, honestly, the, the studio that I apprenticed at, uh, they allowed me to begin tattooing on myself and on my friends almost immediately from the start of the apprenticeship. Again, as I mentioned, they kind of took me on as a friend apprentice mm-hmm. as well. So, and looking back, you know, the first year or two years of, of tattoos that I put out, I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. There's not a single tattoo in the first two years that I put out that that's still in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, I really, sometimes I do wish that I had taken it more seriously before I jumped into it and and studied more, you know, read all the books and all the resources possible before actually trying to apply it. And that's kind of something that I try to carry forth into uh, the apprenticeship, the mentor side of the apprenticeship that I offer now, which is to really hone in on the... Individual skills that add up to tattooing mm-hmm. and not just
1: try to learn all of them at once yeah makes total sense my follow up question is how did you get such a good looking beard what did you do to achieve that you
0: know I, I would love to tell you that I have some secret cream or secret <laughs> method or something to having this amazing beard um, and I know it sounds maybe a little douchey and arrogant <laughs> to say that I, fucking, that I woke up like this but I don't do anything for my beard, man. I wash it with Dove Men Dove for Men plus Care body wash and shampoo.
1: Well, it's showing.
0: I wash it once a day. That's all I do. And I, and I brush it. And I brush it in the morning and I brush it at night. Right on. Yeah. For the aspiring beard grower, I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to help you, Pat. Maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, some sort of balm or massaging some sort of oil onto the face. And uh, <laughs> if you focus really hard, just grow
1: maybe that's what we could potentially call this podcast is the beard in the stash <laughs> the beard in the stash that's a good name let us know what you think of that one
0: <laughs> so pat let's talk about how how you became my apprentice don't tell, tell me from your perspective um kind of how, how you got to, to where we are already
1: five months in definitely i'll even start a little prior to that like kind of yeah. show where my initial interest you know started i suppose So, I I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have even been in this category, potentially most of our years, but even before, I mean, ever since even, you know, as far back as I can remember, you know, freshman year high school, I've always been infatuated with tattooing. uh, The idea of being a tattoo artist, getting tattoos myself, Uh, just because I grew up, uh, I don't want to say that I was artistically inclined by any means, I just really liked doing artwork, all different types of mediums, you know, not just drawing and painting, but it, I was obsessed with graffiti art. I mean, that was probably the number one thing that I was into. And where I grew up, uh, that wasn't too common of a thing. Um, I'm from the Florida Keys, by the way, and if you've ever been there, you'd probably say, I didn't know you could live in the Florida Keys, because it's just a very small place. But you know, regardless of my surroundings, I was obsessed with all types of artwork, specifically graffiti artwork. Uh, so I was I was really, you know, heavily involved in, you know, not trying to become a, a graffiti artist by any means, but um, I guess more specifically just what it took to be able to create gra- graffiti art. It completely blew my mind. It captivated me. It wasn't until I moved to Orlando that I started getting bigger pieces, and with those bigger pieces that I was getting, uh, I was having longer conversations with, you know, very relatively uh, popular artists in the area. A few of them were starting to become friends of mine, um, just you know, by uh, actively visiting the shops, and uh, you know, even during this period of time, I didn't really think too much about becoming a tattoo artist. I was just, you know, I guess I was just a fan of the artwork. you know? um, And then, sure enough, uh, I finally moved out to Portland, Oregon. Uh, this was several, several years ago. Had a few conversations with some tattoo artists out there uh, who kind of convinced me that uh, it's not too impossible to be able to, be able to become an artist. Um, although, you know, I had been obsessed with artwork my entire life, I, I guess I never 100% believed in my artistic abilities to be able to actually physically, you know, put something on someone that would stay on there for potentially forever. So it was never really a full consideration, more like something that I just really admired or was, was impressed with. And with that being said, you know, finally after having a few conversations with some friends out in Portland, I realized, you know, maybe it was within my, my my realm of grasp, I guess you could say. And at that point in my head, you know, I was maybe 26 at the time, I finally, for the first time, considered the option of becoming a tattoo artist. But I knew that there would be a pretty big, um, pretty long way to go before I could actually solidify and guarantee that happens. And if you've ever, you know, I'm sure a lot of artists as well as uh, people who are just uh, tattoo enthusiasts, who are watching this, but regardless, I'm sure you're aware that, you know, to become an artist, you know, you, you don't just, uh, you know, walk into a studio, you've got to have you know, a lot of criteria that's, you know, being met, and you also have to have someone who's willing to mentor you and considers you, you know, worth the time that they're going to have to invest in you themselves to be able to su- succeed, because no one wants to, you know, spend time with someone who they don't truly really believe in. Uh, So, with that being said, I knew that it was going to be difficult to be able to find that person. That art, that shop, uh, I just moved back to Orlando, a lot of the artists who I became friends with at this point had either moved back home, moved out of country, uh, were in different places. Um, So I I knew I was kind of starting from scratch again. Uh, And then finally, and you know, call it maybe positive thinking, uh, law of attraction if you will, but through a friend of a friend who I, you know, uh, worked with. Uh, I happened, been, you know, pure having since met Mike uh, at a, a gallery that I was having at his, his studio. And, you know, even at that time, I, I wasn't considering that that would be a sure shot or a guarantee or even likely. I thought of it more as kind of like me getting my, you know, talking to some new artists in the area, trying to get a, a feel for what to expect and how difficult it would be. Uh, thankfully enough after, you know, uh, our first couple of conversations uh, Mike thankfully, you know, believed in me enough to be able to give me the opportunity that I was not only looking for But wasn't expecting uh, just because of you know, how difficult I was like, you know, I knew it would be and So I, I feel like I got really lucky. You know, I was very blessed by this opportunity We've grown uh, a lot as not only artists, but as you know, um Business-minded individuals uh, since we've met, you know, five months ago. So a lot of positive things have come out of it um, But yeah, I guess essentially that's kind of how I <laughs> my, my full story of how I Started out and where I am now today, you know five months later um, Come a long way <laughs> Pat,
0: were you were you surprised at What uh, let me ask okay, so let me rephrase the question were there any surprises, or have there been any surprises since starting your apprenticeship? Anything that you didn't expect?
1: Oh, yeah, entirely. And again, this is one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who are even potentially listening um, are aware of a lot of, you know, the industry's, um, I guess not not like negative stories, but there's a lot of people out there who became tattoo artists and have stories, horror stories, I should say, of you know the difficulties becoming an artist and growing as an artist within the industry and you know how you know a lot of shops can be a hit or a miss you're either going to find your next family or you're going to find your next headache uh and i was completely terrified of that uh, i mean um so i guess i was just surprised i i didn't think that i was going to get lucky right away but not only that but i i was just very worried very fearful going into it because i had I don't know if you're you able to see what I am, but this guy's a fucking brick wall. Uh, I'm a teddy bear. a rather intimidating individual, so. <laughs> I feel like the camera might not even do it justice, but. So, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where I, I knew that I was going to most likely have to hop around from shop to shop, and I also wanted to be able to get to know all the artists, so I kind of knew that it was gonna be a long challenge in front of me, um, getting tattoos from specific shops and kind of feeling it out and, you know, trying to do what I considered to be the correct and right way to becoming an artist. I got, r- I, again, it was a surprise to answer Mike's question. I didn't think that, you know, right away I was going to find this shop. And I'm glad that I did because, you know, you know, out of 10 or 15 shops that I could have potentially gone to, uh, I feel like this was guaranteed to be the, the best one that I could have gone to. And, um, oh, that's Zach. I thought that was yeah. Ian. That's too funny. And there is Ian. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> By the way, uh, the other tattoo apprentice, uh, uh, Zach, Zach is Zach here. Haynes. Zach Haynes is here, yeah. Yeah, you can let uh, him in. He's trying to come in. We're, we're fil-
0: currently filming in the studio and Gallery here in Oviedo. Um, and uh, we have someone entering entering the studio
1: now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But if Zach wants to hop in this, he's totally welcome to. I'll let you all do your thing. <laughs> I just came back to waste some time.
0: Right on. <clears throat> well, we were just about to talk about uh, what tattooing means to us. Like... Um, And just in general, tattooing, uh, the tattoo industry, what tattooing as an action and what tattoos on us kind of mean to us. I think it's a good uh, general topic for our first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess for me, tattooing, first and foremost, has been the biggest blessing of my life. Um, It means that I can provide for my family uh, doing something that is it's such a beautiful and masterful craft and it it really does hold such a high high regard and held in high regard and has such a a profound meaning for for a lot of people who wear their tattoos and so for me that, that's the first thing that comes to mind is, is just how lucky i am and how blessed i am to be able to produce artwork on a daily basis for someone else who you know, might not even know me, it might be their first time meeting me, and they see my artwork and they trust me enough to do something on them forever. And that is just, I gotta say, really the, the, the deepest meaning of, of trust and that's a great feeling. And um, I think after uh, having tattooed for seven years, um, sometimes on a day-to-day basis, I might lose touch with that or might not keep it in, in the front of my mind. But every once in a while, I step back and I I think, you know, it really is, I'm not saving lives or anything, but I'm touching lives. You know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, you know, I've helped people overcome, you know, self-harm. I've helped people overcome fear, legitimate fears of needles. I've helped people overcome the loss of loved ones. And and some of those things are just the most, I guess, magical part of tattooing.
1: Mm -hmm. Rewarding. Yeah, it really
0: is. It really is. Mm-hmm. what are tattoos or the opportunity of being a tattoo artist what does that mean to you what is that what kind of feeling does that invoke in you
1: of course yeah, something I wanted to say is obviously Mike you've been tattooing you know, not only seven years but thousands of people I, I, I haven't started uh, officially tattooing yet still in the, the apprenticeship phase um, but with that being said uh, you know something that I realized earlier on uh, you know even even prior to high school, I always wanted to be an artist in some way. And anyone who's ever been an artist or desired to be an artist is fully aware that there's a lot of challenges and struggles ahead of them if they want to figure out how to be able to make money as an artist doing the type of art that they love doing. Um, and you know, even after graduating immediately, I went to uh, a college to be able to learn how to become a designer because I was very worried about you know not being able to uh, find any you know lucrative types of careers as a fine arts major uh, i you know i saw that i saw the struggles in that and i knew that the graphic design community was growing at a pretty fast alarming rate so i wanted to hop on that as quickly as possible because i knew that it would be the most realistic option for me but even as a graphic designer i found that i was obsessed with and just loved the projects that l- allowed me to be able to create stuff organically by hand so that fine arts desire was definitely still the you know, it's still there. It was the passion behind the graphic design. Um, and, you know, while being a graphic designer, which I still currently am, and it's what allows me to be able to have enough free time to be able to be in the studio. Um, so it's definitely, it was a right career choice. And the beauty of it was that, you know, I, I saw that while doing these projects, uh, I loved anything that allowed me to, because not, every, not everything does, obviously. I would say the predominant amount of my work is usually just a bunch of mouse clicks and, you know, downloads and... Copies and just so on and so forth and with that being said um, I found that in my my spare time uh, I was drawing still I was painting I was obsessed with that uh, so being able to transition from being a graphic designer to a tattoo artist was I kind of consider it like my, my golden ticket almost I feel like I've, I found the end goal that I was looking for and it, it happened by pure happenstance But, you know, I finally get to actually draw stuff organically, do everything by hand. Uh, You know, I'm not typing up files all day anymore. I'm now finally actually, you know, producing stuff that I consider to be, you know, beautiful. Um, And knowing that someone, you know, also considers the artwork that I'm producing to be uh, creative in some way or impressive in some way. And they want to actually feature it on themselves is not only like the definition of rewarding, but it, it just sounds like, you know. What, a, what an honorable thing to be able to do, you know, because you're definitely uh, gonna leave something on these people that they're gonna remember for the rest of their lives, and they're gonna be showing sure off to everyone. And yeah, uh, I guess it's just, it's a very, uh, kind of as you said, it was very rewarding. It's a very rewarding touching thing that I'm looking forward to getting into, and I already know there's, a, there's gonna be a lot of stories to come that I'm sure I'll be, over the next several years, um, becoming involved with, kind of like the ones you were talking about going right. through over the past seven years. Pat, I, w- <laughs> I
0: would like to say that your your drawings and your drawing style have have developed well I'm definitely impressed and, and, and like the, the work that you've been putting out since you started the apprenticeship and uh, I would even wear a couple of the pieces that you've drawn up just in your free time just for fun um, so I think that you know you're definitely on the, on the right track and uh, you know I uh, appreciate the work that you're putting in and the attention to detail in in your work and uh, you know I think that's why You'll you'll be an asset to the tattoo industry as well. Definitely. Look out for this guy, Patrick Bosque, coming at you. A couple of years, he's going to be taking home awards at convent- <laughs> conventions for uh, some best original color pieces. I yeah. think you know.
1: I mean, I hope so. It would be uh, it would be pretty cool to win an award as a tattoo artist.
0: Um, now we're going to take a little time to talk about uh, some personal tattoos on us. And uh, you know tattoos that that hold a lot of meaning for us, and uh, and maybe you know about the artists that did them or
1: the story behind them. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. I guess I will go first. So I've got a lot of tattoos. <coughs> I could uh, I could express a lot of stories uh, about a lot of them. But I guess the funniest tattoo that I have uh, would be I, I don't I'm not gonna get up and show it, but. It's on the back of my calf. It says in calligraphy, very nicely done to you by Justin over at Chicago Tattoo here in Orlando. Very nice guy, by the way. I don't know if he's still over there or not, but he was—he was a really awesome uh, tattoo artist to get a to get a design by. But it's essentially, it's a calligraphy piece uh, on the back of my calf. That says Margaritaville. Nice. Uh, keep in mind, I'm from the Florida Keys. Uh, group of Jimmy Buffett, but the reason behind the piece was essentially I had gone in there with a buddy of mine who was uh, Just moved to Orlando, Florida DJ Hennessy Shout out. He uh, he was looking to get a tattoo that day for whatever reason I'm not entirely sure what I, what the, the premise was behind it, but he just really wanted to get a tattoo He didn't know any artists and I had been aware of Justin's uh, artwork for like a little bit So I recommended him because of his calligraphy work specifically um, So we went over there and the funny thing about the story, or I guess when we got there, was that as soon as we got there, I realized that, uh, that Hennessy uh, didn't uh, have any tattoo in mind. He just kind of spontaneously wanted to get a tattoo. So we're in the shop, Justin's available, and uh, Hennessy turns to me and says, what should I get? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, off the top of my head, I guess you could do, uh, I don't know, some sort of Florida piece, some, something related to Florida, so he got the outline of the state of Florida. He got something that set over it, some sort of piece, clever piece going over it. I'm not entirely sure what it said off the top of my head. This was some time ago, probably about nine years ago, I would say, maybe even ten. Uh, and then after that, he said, hey, Pat, <laughs> since you came with me and you picked up my piece, you essentially came up with it, uh, now I get to pick out something for you. Oh, man. And I said, all right, let's do it. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to say no to a free tattoo. So he picked up Margaritaville for me because he thought that I was from Key West, which I'm not, from Key Largo. But I got it anyway because I love Jimmy Buffett. Uh, <laughs> and I guess the, the cool thing about the piece was that um, every time ever since I've gone back to, or I guess ever gone to Margaritaville in the first place, being that there's one down in Key West, there's one in Orlando, I think there's a few others, I've gotten free Margaritas every single time I've gone. I always walk in, I always say to a waiter, hey, can you speak to the manager? manager comes out and I said, last time I was in here, someone you guys told me if I got Margaritaville tattooed on me, I got free margaritas. And the manager Did was... Did somebody tell you you could do this? No, this was just me one night, drunkly in QS. Me and my buddies had way too many beers doing the Duval Crawl in QS, if you happen to know what that is. And we ended at Margaritaville, where I came up with the idea, and it worked so successfully. I mean, we got both two margaritas out of it each, which you know they charge pretty pretty expensively for those, but... It worked great. I continue doing it. It has it has not failed me once, nice. not once. So I don't do it very often. But when you're when I'm when you know when a manager at this restaurant is told that someone got a tattoo because of them, they like almost feel like okay, well, let's give them a well, drink. Let's give let's them a, a margarita. The guy's got margarita milk yeah. Like. yeah. So ten out of ten, I'd recommend it. If you ever want to get free food or drinks, tattoo that food or drink on you. They get the Applebee's <laughs> logo, and they'll you feel know. bad for you. <laughs> But yeah, for for a free tattoo, I got a lot of free drinks out of it. I can't complain, so it's by far my favorite tattoo. That's your favorite tattoo, (laughs) nice.
0: Okay, all right. I guess my favorite tattoo, I'd have to go with with this one right here in the palm of my hand. Um, It's my favorite tattoo for two reasons. One, I really, really love the location um, on my body. This tattoo was done by Teeny Tattoo, or Keisha. Um, She currently tattoos at... Uh, a studio in Bend, Oregon, and uh, this was done uh, here in Orlando when we worked together. Um, I've had this tattoo for four years, maybe a little longer now. A lot of people with palm tattoos, they don't typically heal out well. This was done with a stippling technique, uh, which actually keeps it, uh, you know, obviously keeps it looking solid for for years. Uh, So I really love the location of this tattoo. I love how it's placed in the palm of my hand. Um, You know, perfect placement. And what this is, is it's a band logo. Uh, It's the band Touche Amore, Mm -hmm. and they're a hardcore band from from California. And the logo, quite literally, if you turn it upside down and get rid of the, the, this part here is is a T and an A for Touche Amore. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you turn it, this is the way it's displayed. Um, These almost look like road lines, you know, going, going off in the distance, driving off on the highway. And uh, what what that logo means to me, along with their music, or kind of the connection that I made to it, was to keep looking forward, keep moving forward. Um, and this is kind of me, you know, m- my reminder to, to 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 do that. To it's constantly are, are reminding reminding me to, to have that motivation, that driving force to keep pushing forward in, in every endeavor and tattooing and. In, in life in general. So mm-hmm. that's, one of my, that's probably my favorite tattoo. I really love the location of it also. It's, it's a cool spot and I'm happy to have this palm tattoo uh, because a lot of people go through the pain in time of getting their palm tattooed and then it just falls out. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy that mine turned out solid. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we're, I think we're gonna talk about some upcoming events mm-hmm. uh, here at the studio and maybe some projects that we're working on. Um, Patrick and I are both uh, entrepreneurs as well. Um, tattooing is definitely our passion and the thing that we pursue the most. But we're, we both have a strong business mindset as well. Uh, we have another podcast if you want to tune into that one as well. It's called Craft Fridays is the title. I think we're
1: pretty solid on that title. I think title. we're probably going to stick with the Craft Fridays. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: it's, a good, it's a good title. We um, pop the tops on some craft beers and talk about our crafts so you know do tattooing and i'll be on the, on that podcast kind of uh sporadically here and there um patrick has a, a, another business we have another business partner that that's on that podcast as well mm-hmm. um and that's on on fridays craft fridays you know yeah. check that out um so i guess that's one of the projects that we're also working on right now and obviously starting up this this podcast
1: yeah of course and uh you know if, if not for craft fridays I do suppose that we would have, all, you know, eventually gotten started on this podcast, but you know, after starting Craft Fridays, we all realized how enjoyable, how much fun it is to be able to shoot podcasts with your buddies. You know, over a few beers. Uh, obviously, that's what started po- you know, Craft po- uh, Fridays in itself. And through that enjoyment and experience, we immediately decided to, you know, get started on the tattoo podcast as well. Um, you know, just just because it's a good time, I suppose. Um, but with that being said, yeah, that's one project that we've already gotten started on fairly recently. I was going to see if you wanted to kind of give a, a little bit of a, like a quick little rundown or, or gist of the past two events that you've had here at the studio and how, you know, how they went. And.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, we, we do art shows art, um, you know, where we or do a gallery opening, I should say, um, because we do display uh, artwork from that specific show or that theme. For uh, you know, two months or so, and then, and then we will put on another show, have another gallery opening. So the past couple of shows, about past few shows we've done, um, we had a winter themed art show that opened on January thirty first, and it was very, uh, very fitting because we were here in Florida. We only get like two weeks of winter, and they don't come consecutively. So we happened to get one week of winter um, for that show, which was, which was cool. Um, because the artwork itself was literally cool. Uh, it was all very, you know, blue and whites and purples and um, kind of themed, generally themed around winter. Uh, there was even some some portrait, uh, portrait paintings um, of just, you know, kind of old, uh, withered people with white hair in a, in a stormy white setting. And, you know, just that feeling of, of cold and, and, I guess, you know, sometimes winter can have that feeling of almost despair, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that was a very, quite literally, a cool show. (laughs) And um, we had a decent turnout at that one. I think, uh, you know, throughout the night, people would come and go. I think we saw a total of of 50 guests for that show. Mm -hmm. And then uh, recently, more recently, a few weeks ago, I I personally put on a benefit art show. I'm trying to get custody of my son right now. And uh, the lawyer fees for that are, are, are kind of piling up a little bit. And I had this idea to put together this benefit show um, and put a lot of my artwork up for auction. And I reached out to all, all of my friends, all of my artist friends, and kind of, you know, explained the situation to them and, and my idea for this show and to raise funds. And the turnout, the outpour from the artist community was amazing. We had submissions from, I think, 20-plus artists. Mm-hmm. Um for a total of, I think there was 50, maybe even 53 pieces in the show or so. And um, for that for that show, it was just mixed artwork. You know, I reached out to everybody, I let them know, hey, whatever artwork you have, if you wanna make a piece for the show or if you have something laying around that you'd know that you like to see, have a, a nice home home for, you know, whatever you can do. And so it was an amazing turnout and I think we had uh, 60, 60 plus people to that show um, which I was extremely grateful for. It, it was amazing. It was a silent auction, so everybody walked around and, and just placed their bids on each piece. And people, some people could be out, you know, outbid. And uh, so it's a good way to raise money. And everybody came to support not only the studio and and obviously the cause, but um, to support the artists that donated the artwork as well. I know a lot of the artists that I reached out to. This was the first show that they, you know, were having artwork. In, and they were excited just to see kind of how people would react to their artwork. And I think, Pat, you had a couple pieces
1: in, in this yeah, show, right? a few of them, actually. It was uh, the first time I had the ability to, because um, I'm, I'm you know used to usually painting on canvases too, but I wanted to be able to introduce some different types of media. Uh, so I actually got the, uh, the opportunity to be able to paint a statue that I'd found at uh, a local Goodwill. And I just had such a great time being able to do that piece because it was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a different uh, medium than I'm used to painting on. So, but yeah, I, I did a few pieces in that show. It was very awesome to be, be able to be a part of it as well, too, and being able to see how much you know. Seeing, see how much everyone was able to give back to, and you know, really come together to be able to help out such a good cause was not only very you know rewarding to see, but just what would be the word that I'm looking for? Just heartening, inspiring, inspiring. You know, yeah. it was
0: definitely very, very heartfelt. <clears throat> overwhelming, overwhelming emotionally for me just to see that kind of support and that, that outpour from the community, but it was it was awesome. And uh, those are the most the most recent shows that we've done at the studio. Um, we have we had a scheduled show for the end of March, but we're running a little bit behind schedule. Um, you know, with tattooing full time and apprenticing and, and all the other projects that we work on including the podcast and everything Um, it's hard to find time to plan uh, you know gallery openings sometimes Mm -hmm. but the next one that we have scheduled it will be probably sometime in April or maybe even pushing it back to May this time but we're going to be doing um, a themed gallery of create and destroy Mm -hmm. so it's going to be one piece that embodies both creation and destruction or two pieces that embody them separately Mm -hmm. and can uh, you know Contrast between creation and destruction, or show a link. Maybe that it shows, or you know, which is whatever it really means to the artist. It's more of a prompt, mm-hmm. and it'll be you know one submission or you know two pieces from each artist, and a write up about what what the piece means or what their thought process behind it was, mm-hmm. and that will be our first prompted show. The winter was more of a general broad theme. This one is a specific prompt where each artist is creating specifically for this show, and I'm I'm hoping that we have some very different, different types of uh, ideas when, well, I love giving different artists a prompt and just let them have have their way with it, and you really get to see how different artists' minds work, Mm -hmm. and I think that's gonna be a cool thing for this show. I don't wanna give away too much, but I'm planning on doing a pretty large painting and quite literally destroying part of it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna um, leave that to be to be vague.
1: Definitely, yeah. And uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. It's a really fun topic to be able to, uh, or I guess theme to be able to cover. Uh, also, we we had the abil- uh, availability to be able to go out to the um, two most recent uh, motorcycle-related events, the first one being at Ace Cafe, and then the next one, what was it, the following day?
0: It was the following day. It was <clears throat> um, about a week ago, uh, Saturday at Ace Cafe and Sunday at Orlando Harley-Davidson. Um, Damn
1: good time, by the way. We were out Damn there
0: with, uh, with Low Life Speedworks and
1: Florida's, mm-hmm. fuck, as well, too, uh,
0: Florida's right? fuck and East Coast and crew. They're from Connecticut, actually uh, close to, to you know where I lived in Connecticut for a while. And they were out there uh, doing their, their motorcycle stunt show. Um, it was the FXR Dine-A-Day stunt show for both and they're out there doing their thing we were out there with homesick and set up um you know tent to sell the florida's fuck t-shirts and that went um extremely well also you know it was a, a lot of fun um you know made new connections uh saw a lot of really amazing artwork on some of these motorcycles and obviously the stunts they were doing definitely also shout set. out
1: to, sorry to Shout out to the supervillains too for stopping by, showing so much support. We really appreciated that too. It was very cool hanging out with them. It was definitely a very fun part of the evening, being able to uh, you know go back and forth with that specific band. They're just they're a big Florida local band. A lot of local support for them. Uh, I've been following them for a while, and being able to see uh, someone who I've been following for a while also kind of follow us at the same time, um, you know, it was very appreciated uh well by us i mean obviously oh yeah absolutely it's fuck the company that we've been uh supporting for a little bit now and you know definitely have high hopes for and, you know looking forward to continuing working with
0: yeah it was, uh, it was a great time at those events and we look forward to probably doing uh, more motorcycle related events as well it's, it's a great crowd it's always a fun time and um, so some other upcoming uh, events and projects that we're working on oh we're uh, we're going to be painting our first mural Patrick and I are paint, painting our first mural uh, in the office on the other side of this wall actually it's a pretty small office, but right now the the walls are this awful wet sand color, which is just kind of dull and overwhelming in, in the little, little office that we have back there. Mm-hmm. so we're going to be getting down to work on that over the next few weeks and and coming up with some themes and ideas and uh, putting together our, our first I guess mural, it'll be on three walls, this wall, the back wall, and then the other side. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully the start of, you know, possibly putting together more mural-type pieces uh, here in the future. I know, Pat, you have some experience with more large-scale pieces, graffiti-type stuff?
1: Definitely, yeah. Uh, I mean, not only did I grow up doing specifically that type of artwork, as I would mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast, but... Uh, it's specifically a type of artwork that I love doing more than anything else. Being able to do, you know, massive pieces. If you ever, if I ever get the availability to, and right before I moved out to Oregon a few years ago, I was, uh, you know, I had a piece that was in the uh, Orlando City Arts Project downtown. Ended up painting a lot of the uh, skateboard ramps and equipment that they had used when they had blocked off a majority of downtown and made it into a skate park and. Just being able to see the response from skaters and you know people passing by and how much they you know really enjoyed the artwork um, it was just a very rewarding feeling it made me want to continue to be able to do murals especially for events or anything that I you know have the ability to do um,
0: I'm excited, I'm definitely excited to to uh, learn learn from you about doing some large scale artwork like that yeah. Put our minds together creatively and, and come up with some fun stuff
1: to that. Definitely, and it, uh, as soon as we get that going, too, I'm sure we'll have some photos posted because it's going to be a a big project that we're, we're really looking forward to doing. Uh, you know, I'm sure whenever we're done, it's going to be uh, some some pretty cool looking pieces. You uh, know, make sure
0: to follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Homesick Tattoo FL, at uh, Virgo Creative is my personal and.
1: And yeah, my uh, two Instagram names as well, too, would be, uh, you know, Pat Bosk, um, at Pat Bosk, P-A-T-B-O-S-Q-U-E, would be my, uh, specifically my tattoo artist Instagram name or apprentice uh, Instagram name, I should say. And my other one being uh, Party Wave Pat, that's pretty Mm self-explanatory, but that'd be my personal page.
0: Um, so yeah make sure to give us a follow and and look out for all the upcoming projects that we're talking about yeah always posting fun videos and stories on the gram
1: and uh, in addition to that too and it's definitely a little bit early on it's still without a doubt just a thought uh an idea in the process but we're also kind of dabbling in the idea of potentially putting on uh maybe even potentially haunted house for halloween uh and it's still just a thought it's by no means solidified yet but the idea of being able to do that specifically would be so so much fun, so much enjoyment. Being able to, you know, set that up for Halloween. That maybe. was
0: that was a fun idea. Um, I know we talked a little bit about that. Yeah, a homesick haunted house. Maybe uh, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for impressive artwork that goes into that. There's definitely a craft and an art in into scaring people with with the the makeup and the acting, mm-hmm. and um, definitely some fun stuff to play around with. We've got about 1100 square feet in here mm-hmm. so I think you know we could set it up to be at least a, you know a pretty intense three to five minute walkthrough scare mm-hmm. um, if you know if we set it up properly
1: definitely a um, f- fun
0: idea for sure
1: yeah you know uh, be able to reach out to the community obviously with this specific type of industry you want to be able to definitely let you, let your surrounding community know that you know uh, you're what's the
0: what's well, on the well the, that we're present we're here we you know we have events where we're active in the in the art community you know mm-hmm. um but anyway i think we're getting ready to wrap this up here and um you know if you guys have watched this far thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of um uh, patty and mike on the mic or tattoo talk or whatever we decide to we'll come up we're going to come up with something good don't worry
1: yeah Th- thanks for listening